there is plenty of good advice out there for people for real estate. It's always sell or it's always buy. It's transactional advice that you're getting. But the best advice in the marketplace, we're going to tell you right now. Mr. Novak, episode 612, good morning. Oh, I won't, I won't ask you for the details, but are you okay? Yep, okay. I'm fine. Okay. Thanks, That's everyone. Nice That's all right. Thank you. Um, don't, don't sell it, you idiot. Uh, advice typically <laughs> comes, as you say, in the form of um, advice on how to transact, when to transact, why you should transact. Guto, you should sell. Um, <laughs> um, but what you don't often hear, Mark, is genuine advice from people, or at least often I think there isn't that much of a relationship between the agent and the, the vendor, whoever you're, you know, the landlord, whoever it may be. Um, yeah. People don't advise you to do nothing. People advise you to do something, and that's because there's someone else that's benefiting from it often, um, whether it might be the agent or various various different um, moving parts. I've been to countless presentations with you, Mark, where it's not about, you know, and this is something I've been picking up, but it's not just about that single focus. You're trying to give the vendor, whoever, all of the information possible so that they can make the best, most well-informed decision on their own behalf without leading them in just one direction. Um, I don't think people are that, I don't think that happens too often. You got to watch where you're getting your advice from. If you're going to invite a bloody real estate agent into your house, a salesperson, what advice are they going to give you? <laughs> if you're going to get a leasing, you know what I mean. If you're going to get a leasing person in your house and say, "I'm thinking of renting it," they're going to go, "Yeah, let's rent it." Well, that's right. And then you know, the, the, once the plant is seeded, the agent will run with it. They'll try and you know, they follow you up. They want your business, um, but really. Property is the long game, not the short game. Um, it's all about holding for as long as possible, building equity, and then repeat, repeat, repeat as much as you possibly can. <laughs> David Good says, worried about my head at the moment. No, it wasn't Lisa. David, thanks for the uh, – she cracked me one. <laughs> Jeff, good morning. Yeah, sorry, where were we? Um, not yeah. – don't sell it, you idiot. Yeah, so so that's right, and you know, it's 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 supposed to be people's primary um, or largest assets. They're they're the biggest thing in their lives quite often. And when you play the long game in property, what's the general rule after every ten years, Mark? That property typically will double. Where where? Yeah, I'm seven. I reckon it's seven. the compounds at seven double. Um, it's huge. But, That's but, and it's tax free if it's if it's your home. But James, what what the big thing that we're passionate about that you and I spoke about this morning before we came on air about not selling in you you idiot was the transactional cost. Do you want to roll through those numbers because this is scary when you hear the numbers for someone who's always selling their property every three or four years. Um, it's bloody scary. Do you want to roll through them? 
Yeah, well, what were we saying? So when you purchase your property and then you move on and you sell it the following year, um, and let's just take out any capital gains out of the equation. When you've got, there are different, a couple of different parts involved in the process which are gonna cost you money. Um, first of them being, if you do end up reselling, you've got agent fees, which are about 2% of a, of a purchase price typically. Okay, so that's two. Where else have we got any more, Mark? Stamp, well, what, where people fuck it up is that stamp duty. Elaborate. Um, you, you're paying four. You're paying four percent on the way in. Yep. Say it's a million bucks. When you so four percent on the way in, four percent on the way out because you're going to go and buy something. What you're going to buy, you're going to pay stamp duty on, and two percent on the way out. You're up to ten percent, and you're back into another property. You're up to 10%, you're back in another property. But guess where people mess up? It's not even that where they mess up when they're doing their maths. It's not 10%. It's not only is it 10% of the property value, how much of that property do you own? Because if you own 50% of that property, you've just chewed up 20% of your equity in transactionals. A shitload of money you've just given away and you're never going to see it again. You do that two or three times over 10 years, you've just almost, and you only ever had a 20, 20% equity in the property, 20% deposit, you've cooked all your, all your money, all gone, if values didn't move up. Well, Selling right. is dangerous. So, so that's it. And, and don't get me wrong, you need to sell people sell for all sorts of reasons but if you're in the boat where you're transacting regularly like that and you're not allowing yourself any capital gains um it's 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 quite a detrimental exercise to say the least isn't it so it comes back to playing the long property game you're keeping yourself further in pocket by doing less as long as you're on yep. the ladder yeah absolutely but you know i think i think there's the the, for business reasons, selling property is you, you've got to be really compelling, really compelling. Because when you look at those costs of buying and selling, they are overbearing costs. Um, we looked at a property the other day that sold for ten million bucks, and I think they paid seven or eight hundred thousand stamp duty. It's overbearing, um, but then you've got the lifestyle moves, and I accept. Um, to this morning, we're coming from that business angle, but we accept for lifestyle, sometimes people just simply don't have a choice. They need to do it for family. They need to do it for their, you know, their growing family. They need to do it for their downsizing family. I get it. I get it. But from that business side, um, it doesn't make sense because of the transactionals. Well, that's right. And it's not like you find yourself moving your business around all that frequently. So your roots are supposed to be the most deeply embedded part of you. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? Because as you say, coming back to, sorry, we got lights going past us, police. Um, <laughs> couldn't your screen, hear your screen, your screen behind you didn't move though. I couldn't see it go behind you. Oh really? That's that's funny. There's a lot of traffic on the. Yeah, it's here. weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're talking about, uh, we're, it's, it's about the transaction itself, um, whereas you just need good, honest advice. And what you just said there, Mark, I bet you 0.1% of the population would know about those sorts of details because they haven't thought about it. 
you might be able to understand it and work it out when you actually put a little bit of um, brain power into it. But, you know, it's quite thought provoking that it's a big, big chunk. And as you said, rightly so earlier, you don't own it in the first place. So it's borrowed money, which you're then putting back into. Well, that's right. You're effectively paying stamp duty um, on the money that you're borrowing. You know, it is, it is, it's scary that if you don't get that right. And I I had, I'm I'm always having the conversation. I had the conversation yesterday with a client that was looking at um, buying, they're going to go back to Italy to live. And he's going, mate, sell, sell my factory, sell my unit. And I'm out of here. I'm 65. And I'm like, wait, wait. He goes, what for? I go, you're 65. Yeah, I go, out of interest? How long are you, are you when are you dying? <laughs> and he goes, he had a chuckle. And he said, oh, you know, you know. I said, okay, I'll ask another question. You, you're all the oldies in your family. How long do they live for? Oh, they all live to 90. I said, all right, you've got 30 years to go. You've got 30 years to go and you're going to sell you're going to give up your job here. You're going to sell your, your two properties that, that are, where you've made all your money out of, uh, which incidentally been out of property. You're going to sell those money-making trees and you're going to go to Italy and live. Yeah. What do you think? It's a bad move. I said, why? I said, do it. Go to sell one property if you have to. Yeah. If you have to. In the country town you want and i said rent out the what the unit that you got here and with that rent let that improve your lifestyle over there and he's like i never thought of that i said then that property will you're going to be 75 that million dollar property is going to be worth two million dollars i said then maybe sell it and buy a little one bedroom half the price spend again that money and then reinvest into something again. So I, I know it, effectively he's still selling, but a lot of people are pretty happy just to take all the all the um, off the monopoly board, take all the um, players off the board, and then restart a new game where well, you don't have to. And transactionals are too much. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's it. And you look at it from from that perspective. Someone in that position where. Fair enough. I understand the thought process behind it, wanting to um, move on from one phase of life to the other. And that, you know, that comes in as what seems like the logical option. I'm going to move, I'm moving country, just get rid of that. And then I've got my hands wiped clean. Think of cash, it. You've got, you got cash in your hands. You've got cash in your hand. That's everyone likes to have cash in their hand. But equally, at the same time, if you've got a couple of assets back here, let's say they're worth a million dollars now, in 30 years, two $1 million assets your net worth is going to be very different or your family's compared to uh, what you'll end up if you're selling them. They go from $2 million instead of two to four to eight to 16. I might be right, but that's like $32 million compounded in 30 years. It's massive. Uh, What two goes to four, four goes to eight, two goes to 16. Absolutely. And you know what? It's, it's a hard road. um, But this morning, this morning is more about, You're, everyone's saying sell, sell, sell. Everyone's saying buy, 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 buy. There is absolutely nobody in the market saying hold, 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 hold. I'm not just saying we want to be that person because we're different to the other two, but I'm just saying that there are big merits, 
probably the biggest merits for property are hold, 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 hold. That is the best and most rewarding thing you can do. It's not the buy, it's not the sell, it is the hold, and there's nobody pushing the hold. Well, that's it, and, you know, we're there when needed, but if it's advice you're looking for, if you haven't got anyone in your corner, if you're just getting told to sell, to sell, to sell, but here's what I'm going to get make, make out of it, um, yeah, it's not about them. It's about the person who's trying to make a deal happen. So, yeah, by all means, I think if you've got someone that's giving you a little bit of advice that's outside the square, um, know that it's from a good place. Absolutely. And you know what? Sometimes it's a harsh reminder. At the moment, we've had wonderful capital growth. It's a good reason to hold. Um, Jonathan, good morning. It's a good reason to hold when you see capital growth. But you know when it really hurts? When you haven't seen capital growth in three years or five years. And that happens as well in the property market. Yep. Well, that's it. And then there's, there's the other side of it with everything that's happening at the moment. I read something the other day that said, um, people are being told to sell up because the next couple of years are going to be bumpy. Um, so it depends on what perspective you, you look at it from. Everyone's playing the long game, but everyone has a different idea or goal or mindset about it. So, you know, it's you never know. We never know. Property economists never know until it happens. Absolutely. All right. That's a Take wrap. care. Thanks, that's That's... We sent the message. We sent the message home, and um, if you've got any friends or family that are considering the buy, sell, or hold, um, they may be well versed on the buy and well versed on the sell. But we want to give people a versing on holding. Yeah. Now today's session. Boom. <laughs> All right. Thanks, thanks man. Please. See you later. Take care. See you. Bye. Take care.